Hey, Brian, this is Gore, man. Um, if you would, uh, do me a favor and text me the directions or the address to Max House again. Because uh, the directions he gave me, yeah, uh, I don't think they're right. Uh, I am I passed a sign that said Egypt. I didn't know there was an Egypt, Mississippi. And I'm still questioning if there is now. There was like shotgun shells in a county road and the, the pavement just stopped. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared right now. So yeah, call me back. All right, man. It, still waiting to hear from you, dude. Like, if this was a joke, then that's, that's, ha, 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 very funny. Good times, good times. Yeah, for real now. Uh, need to know something. Starting to, starting to worry a little bit. Sun's going down. And I don't know my way around this part of the world that well. And I'm in and out of cell phone service, so my GPS, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it'll stay working. All right. Waiting to hear from you. Welcome to the week two high school preview show. I know that sounds weird. It's not week one. Week one just happened. Uh, didn't get a chance to do a preview show for it. But uh, this is the week two Miss 98 scores preview show for uh, the upcoming week of football. I'm joined by my fantastic friend, Brian Baldwin. How's it going? It is fantastic. Thanks, for, thanks for everybody for listening uh, Friday night for the coaches and the uh, media folks that called in. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Adam is on the road, uh, making Itawamba the number one junior college in the nation as he always does. So uh, he's gonna, uh, you know, we don't, we really don't know where he is. He could be in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, there's really no but, uh, idea. Yeah, but we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna try to get a call into him later. But uh, we're gonna run out some games here real quick for you. We, we're gonna highlight five major games in the area that uh, we think are of uh, somewhat uh, more significant maybe than others. Uh, some rivalries, things like yeah. that, and then we'll give you a rundown of the full slate coming up. But uh, here are the five games we're gonna run down, and uh, we'll, we'll get in depth in a little bit. Uh, we're gonna go a uh, Boonville Baldwin. Skunk Bowl. Skunk Bowl, yeah. Then we're going to go uh, West Point at Louisville. <laughs> that one doesn't need any introduction. <laughs> yeah, it's a slobber knocker, right? <laughs> then we got uh, Tupelo at Corinth, or Corinth. Corinth. Corinth, yeah. <laughs> and then we got uh, Oxford at Starkville and Pontotoc at Senatopia. Yes. So um, let me go ahead and get some thoughts. What are your thoughts about the, the Skunk Bowl there? Well, man, it's it's interesting because, you know, <laughs> this is the most beaten a dead horse thing I think I ever do when I talk about high school football. Baldwin gonna schedule up every year. Boomville's no different. Every year Boomville's a bigger school than they are, more players. Maybe not as many, you know, maybe not just that many more resources, but this game means a little bit more on paper than the rest in both schedules. Absolutely. Especially I think for Baldwin because one they just went down to 1A and they lost an absolute heartbreaker to Kasuth. 34 to 33 I believe it was yeah. this past Friday night and the game we were following and was going back and forth it was one of those ones we didn't have the score on you know it's 10 o'clock and we look at like, why is that not going final it's because they keep scoring Twitter will fool you now because it doesn't keep everything in sequence no at all <laughs> so I was like what is it? what the heck I know yeah but we but, made it through that one but we yeah we we, we, we just kind of muscled our way through that one but obviously to go to Kasuth and hang 33 points and be in a ball game with them as a, as a 1a school is, it says a lot but 
I expect this game to be a doozy, man. I really do. And I, I, I could easily see it going like the Kasuth, uh, Kasuth Baldwin game. And then, you know, here you got Boonville coming off a 32-20 to 20 road win over uh, Morville. Uh, what'd you call it? The, the, the Ville Bowl? The Ville Bowl. The Ville Bowl. <laughs> uh, sorry, Coach Michael Campbell at Smithville. We'll, so next time you play a Ville, we'll call that the Ville Bowl part deux. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously a good win for Boonville to open the season. Morville not typically strong, but getting better under Coach Jimmy Young, and they've got a D1 athlete in Casson Mitchell. Um, you know, so it's obviously Boonville's ready to go this year. They're, they lost one last year in the playoffs to Water Valley. So, you can imagine they're hungry. Uh, I didn't get any stats on that game. I don't know if you did, but uh, put 32 points up. So, I think you could see some points this game. I mean, it wouldn't be shocking to me. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, some over 50 points. Um, And the cool thing about rivalry games is they usually go, I mean, one or two ways. There's usually no in the middle. You're so right. They're either going to – it's going to be 13 to 10, you know, 7 to 6 – and it's going to be a, a, a bloodbath, or I mean, it could be you know forty-two, forty. I mean, it's just got, yeah. yeah I mean, it's last like, team to get the ball. Yeah, let's keep up, and those are fun too. Oh yeah. Um, um oh, yeah. You know, um, it's like you said, pride's a big factor in this game. Um, throw out the classifications; it, it does not matter. Um, I would, uh, man, I'm going to tell you, it's going to it's going to be a good game. I think I think Boonville wins a close one, but. Um, uh, I I just I really I really think it's gonna be a good game. I would I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I'm gonna give the slight edge to Boomble. You know, so if, if we're if we're picking winners, yeah, I, I've got to give a slight edge to Boomble. I think that they're one more year seasoned. Uh, you know, obviously Baldwin lost a lot to injury last year, uh, so a lot of those guys are just now coming back for the first time. That we're gonna get first time varsity action last year. Boomble went through a 12 game schedule. They've got a lot back, obviously, not Dallas Gamble, but they hadn't had any trouble moving the ball, obviously. So, I expect Boom won a tight one myself. Yeah, yeah. well, that's going to be the only winner I pick because the other ones are just too too hard for oh, me. Oh, I, I got think. to, though. The other ones are too hard. Um, West Point at Louisville. First one to score. <laughs> I know. Man. So, you know, th- this is athletes? kind of an interesting matchup. Because How many athletes are on that field? More than I can count. Oh, man. 44. 44. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what to yeah. – yeah. I'm sure the punter's an athlete as well. Somewhere. Long snapper's an athlete. But, uh, no, you know, you got West Point coming off of a just absolute shellacking of the defending 6A state impressive. champs. Um, I don't think anybody saw that coming. It's not easy to go up there and, and do you know, that. I think – I want to know I, – I, I hadn't got any full detail on this, but I want to say West Point lost their, their jamboree. I don't know if that's true so. or not, but I think they did. So, like, of course, everybody's like, okay, well, here's the year they're going to be down – and then they roll up into DeSoto County and just drop a 34-burger on the Eagles. Now, I, I do want to say something about Horn Lake football. I want to speak to this kind of quick. They had a good class come through. Sure. Traditionally, of the schools off of that Goodman Road, you know, I guess you oh, say yeah. area, they're, they're usually the weakest. You know Agreed. what I mean? Yeah, Agreed. So, um, but to, that, with that being said, they still have a good group up there. Um, so for West Point to go up there and do what they did is impressive, but I would think Horn Lake might be coming down to earth a little bit. I think so. And, you know, the biggest thing, and, you know, everybody talks about N'Kobe Dean signing with the Georgia, and, and that makes sense. It makes total sense. You know, you lose the number one player at his position, not in Mississippi, in America. In America. It's going to be a loss. But I think the big loss for them and what showed up against West Point the other night is losing Ray Darius Jones, a quarterback now yep. at LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose your signal caller on offense and defense, you're going to come back down to earth a little bit. But – even that being said, West Point, I think, had six returning starters. Too much point. <laughs> Too much point, man. Uh, you know, and to talk about Lewis Bowl a little bit. 
And another game that I didn't use <laughs> one we were talking about Friday that you know you didn't shoot shout nothing. out to Robbie for calling in. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, no, no kidding because I mean it's not easy to call in when the team you like loses. You know, I've been there myself. So, um, but obviously Louisville is talented defensively. <laughs> we, we know that much. They they gave up two Friday night. Uh, so I think it's probably similar to Horn Lake. They just got to let the offense catch up a little bit. Absolutely. Um, Robbie kind of spoke to it. A uh, couple of guys rotating at quarterback. You know, it, it could be, you know, game four or five before they kind of really figure things out. Uh, but I think you're going to probably see five or six stop, three and outs in the first half on both yeah. sides. I think you're stupid if you don't think that. But, um, man, I, I, I hate to do this, but I've got to – I mean, Edge has got to go to West Point, man. I mean, they're they're West Point until somebody says they're not. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I'm going to say in a – one team's going to score in the single digits, and one's going to score in the teens. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. I like that. That's a pretty good prognostication <laughs> by you there. I like Leonard that. Leonard Loza. <laughs> I'll say this. I think there'll be more than two points scored. Yeah, I think so. I think somebody – I mean, I think when you score zero or two, your first objective the next week, especially if you only give up zero or two on the other side, is like, we need to get six or seven plays that can get us down the field. Yeah, <laughs> so. and you you have a week of film under your belt. Yes, you know what worked well, uh, and you, a week of film of the other team abs- you're playing too. Absolutely, and you know kind of what uh, what should have worked well. You know, like you tweak a few things, yes. uh, fine tune some things. They'll, they'll be okay. That'll be a good game though to keep uh, keep an eye on. Um, another one of interest uh, to us here locally: Tupelo at Corinth. Oh man, mm. oh man, this one. Th- I, I'm more excited to think about this game than I am any of the five we're covering. Specifically, um, last year, I went to this game at Tupelo. I was about to say specifically because of Top of the River. Is oh, that where you were going? Oh, gosh, man. I, man, I miss that place so bad. Every time we, we got go, to get back over there at some point. <laughs> anyway. Uh, who was that, Pontotoc Tish County the Pontotoc last time Tish, we went? Yeah, to, oh, but, but one, year, one year we went when Corinth played. You know what I mean? Because you know. Yeah. The, yeah. But, it, and we'll <laughs> save that for that story because that, that's so good. But anyway, um, this game last year, Corinth had in hand. Yeah, they were did. up 17 in the fourth quarter. Tupelo made some breaks. Uh, Corinth kind of lost a couple of, you know, they, they turned the ball over a little bit. Uh, it got tight, and Tupelo's, you know, size and, you know, speed just kind of took over at the end of the game. Uh, kind of wore Corinth's defense down. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's – I don't want to say that Corinth played conservatively because their offense is a conservative offense, but it is it is designed for the big play every fifth, sixth play in that wing tee. And they, you know, they they ran their offense, but Tupelo just kind of keyed in, made some big plays defensively, got the game tied, wound up winning in a, by a touchdown in overtime. It was really remarkable. I actually had to leave. But I think Corinth is on a different kind of mission this year. Cor- I actually went to Corinth's playoff game when they lost to Greenwood. It's kind of the same concept, too. They had the game, at, at, you know, and then a the couple of costly mistakes got them at the end of the game. This game, I literally don't know how to call this. And I'm going to say this. Tupelo played, I think, exceptionally better than most people thought that they would play last week. I am I don't want to be a Jake Ware believer yet, but I was impressed with the way he played in week one. Uh, he moved around the pocket well. He didn't make very many just crazy first varsity start decisions, uh, especially playing against Sal Panola. I thought that they gang-tackled Janari Dean well. Uh, David Hayes had a good game on the ground. And, you know, they had a touchdown call back that I'm – I mean, you, you know when you want to say really one of those nice things catch. that uh, – it was Trip Wilson. And it was – when I say it was three feet in front of me, it was maybe two feet, nine inches Is in he a baseball me. player? Yes. Yeah, Memphis okay. commit. Oh, okay. Uh, Jacob Horn had a good game. Ole Miss commit at receiver Absolutely. too. So, like, 
I think to say that Tupelo is just done after that open season loss is a little bit facetious because they showed some serious, serious fight that game and actually had it manageable. I mean, it was they, they could have easily won that game is what I'm saying. And it was South Panola. And it's South Panola. That's <laughs> okay. I, I refuse to freak out over a loss to South Panola yeah. any year, regardless of how good South Panola Working is. in some new talent, got some 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 uh, some guys getting in, getting reps, yeah. playing South Panola. I mean, that's a daunting task in itself. It's going to be a good game. That, and it was it, at the end of the day, it was a good high school yeah, football game. Absolutely. It was what you expect out of two perennially good football schools in six eight going up against each other. That's what you expect. Now to speak to Corinth, there's not many people that go down to the hole in Shannon and hang thirty five and give up zero. Right. That is incredibly impressive. Yeah. Uh, DT Sheffield, Tam Patterson. This is year four in the system for them. They've got it figured out. And I think that Coach Lowry has has gotten where he really, really trusts what he calls offensively and his players to execute it. Uh, this is going to be a good game, a really good game. Well, I, I, really, I don't want to call a winner or a loser because, um, like I said, I, I don't know maybe enough about it. Uh, yeah, you know, sure. I, mean, you know, I mean, truly about these two teams, the personnel-wise. But I'll just say this. If Corinth is up this year, the game will be different. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, I feel like they 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 understand. Oh man, they they learn from their mistakes. They watch right. film. They thought about that one because even though they didn't, you said they lost to Greenwood last year. Lost to Greenwood. Yeah, lost to Greenwood in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, you know, what I mean, round. you lose that game. That's that's the one you probably harp on because that was a, a sure. class game to go to. You know, further in the playoffs. But you also think, man, we had two blow right where we wanted them. hundred percent. You know, and it, it, and I think going into it last year, they were like, you know, well, let's just play tough with them. And then they got to the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was like, man, we're beating these guys, and maybe freaked out a little bit. Corinth's not going to freak That's out. That's what I was about to say. They're not going to freak out. They're going to be prepared for that this yes. year. With that being said, I think this is a big breakout week for Jacob Horn. I could see it. I think so. I just I think could totally I, see I, it. Could, I could see them, you know, Corinth scoring, kind of grinding down some clock, and Tupelo having to hit big plays. I could, I could see Give me big, a prediction. Man, I don't like to do that. I know you. Okay. Don't, um, I have, to have you. Okay. I'll throw you one out there. Um, 20, I don't know if Corinth can kick it, but I'll say 28 24 Tupelo. I'm going 29-28 Tupelo. Okay. Okay. I just I just I just And I love Corinth. Feeling. I think they got a I great do team. I do too, man. Win or lose this game for either team. Season's not done. No, absolutely. Not even close. No. So absolutely. this is going to be a good one though. Yeah. I'm, um let's see we got uh moving right along here. Cenotopia. Pontotoc at Cenotopia. Pontotoc at Cenotopia. Yeah. Now, this game is in, this this has been a good game two or three years in a row. I'm glad this is one that they actually scheduled. Shout, yeah, but say shout out to both programs for putting this on the schedule. No, no kidding. This because it's not it's not typical for two teams that are going to contend in their yeah. classifications. So well, you know what? Let's go an hour yeah. and a half away and play. Yeah, you know, you know, Senatobia won forty one nothing at St. Benedict last week. Yes, at Memphis. Uh, and I wish I knew more about them, but forty one to nothing kind of speaks. Well, for I do know Jordan Wilkins played there. Uh, it's, it's, okay. a, it's a nice, it's a really nice private school right off of Germantown Road. Okay. And uh, they traditionally have one or two SEC-level athletes. Sure. Um, they're a second-level private school football program in the city, but they're still good. You know what I mean? they're not right. They're not Christian Brothers or Briarcrest. Right. Or maybe even St. George's, but they're they're in that next mix. So it was a good win for Senatobia. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was, you know, they're not MUS, but it, but it was a really good win for Senatobia. So, Pontotoc uncharacteristically put you know, it, you know, had, I, had a tough time offensively. I, I think if there was any score outside of maybe some of those top ten scores, those upsets, mm-hmm. and uh, Corinth over Shannon so big, the, the one that was most surprising, at least in our area, is to see Pontotoc held scoreless. Right. Uh, but let me say this, too, and this is this – is, I think this is important to know. This is the first year uh, – in four years, maybe five, that Pontotoc has not had a Carter at quarterback. Uh, yeah. 
and and it's not just it's I know the kids that are that are vying to play quarterback at Pontotoc now. It's not that they're bad players; they're just inexperienced. And you know the one thing that that you know Jacob Carter had the luxury of is, you know he he went in as a sophomore and had played a little bit, uh, and then his little brother Justin got to study behind him for two years. So you know it's they they weren't eased into a situation where they had to make plays immediately, uh, and they got comfortable. This year, you've got a you know a couple of freshmen, a sophomore. You know, it's it's a matter of time, and and this is it. This is very very important. And I don't know, I don't know the background of this. I haven't talked to anybody, but I want to say that one of Pontotoc's biggest assets, Pico Townsend, was injured Friday night. Yeah, I don't think he was. Uh, there. And that's that that is a total total game changer right there because that that kid makes plays I mean they were I think from what I understand they were expecting to give Pico you know 15 touches or so on offense all game and he's also one of their starting linebackers big big time I'm not saying that the score would have changed with Houston I don't think it's 26 to nothing in other words um so I fully expect Jeff Carter and his staff and this is going to sound incredibly biased because I spent five years teaching there but there I have never seen a staff do as good a job. You know, there's a lot of teams out there that prepare down the road. You know, there's like, okay, well, this game really doesn't matter. Let's get ready for so-and-so. That's not Jeff Carter and them. They get ready for whatever they're going to see that's right in front of them, and it, from top to bottom, offensively, defensively. Um, I, they're going to write this ship. I think they're going to be right in the thick of that division race. I think this is just simply going to be another really good test for them. And and, and I actually – I think that, you know, assuming that, that Pico's back, uh, the reps at quarterback have worked out a little bit better this week. I think I think Pontotoc gets back in the win column, bounces back this week. Um, Got a just quick, quick, quick question about Pontotoc going forward. What's the chance Hobson gets back there? You know, here it, it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, obviously – being your most dynamic athlete, you want him to you want him to touch the ball as much as possible. But if there's one thing I do know about Jeff Carter is that he mm-hmm. preaches balance, balance, balance. Absolutely. And that's not to say that Caleb can't throw the ball. It's just that I think that it makes more sense to Jeff and their offensive staff. Hey, let's get him the ball in space. You know, and I and I think that any of the guys that that, that are back there, they will. I just I, I know this staff too well, right? And I know that they're going to devise a plan this week to where they can move the ball considerably better. And the loss that they took is not a bad one. No, the score is upsetting. I know to Pontotoc faithful, but Houston's, a Houston's got their eyes on a gold ball yeah. this year. Yeah, they're they're loaded anyway, and they they really have an opportunity to yeah. go get. We'll it. get to them, we'll get to them later for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and here's this is the crazy thing. I got to mention this because we're talking about them. The only reason that Houston and Calhoun City is not one of our five games that we feel like previewing, and this is nothing against Calhoun City, but we feel like Houston is going to win that game fairly easily. Now, so if we're wrong, please, if you're from Calhoun City, I want you to just – At McKinley Holland. At McKinley Holland, call me Friday night. But but no Please do. We would love that. Absolutely. And I, I will eat that crow. Yeah, happily. And by so. crow, we mean more Jimmy Seaside fries. <laughs> Jimmy Seaside burgers and fries, yeah. yes. All but right. no, I expect Pontotoc to bounce back. I'm going to say Pontotoc, um, 27, Cenotopia 19. Okay. Bill's going to hate that, by the way. He's going to hate that, but he's going to enjoy Como. I, and either way, I get a call one way or the other. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know he's going to eat a steak somewhere. All right, rounding out our games here of, of note, Oxford at Starkville, Little Leg Bowl. Is this our last one? It's yeah, our last it's, one. Okay. yeah. This this is the game that I'm I'm more excited about just from the perspective of the last two games this year has not been competitive. 
Oh, Star- you talking about Star- in the series? Star- yeah, Star- Starball has steamrolled Oxford two years in a row, and it's I don't know him personally, but I have a good friend, Kate Hoggard, new head baseball coach at at Amory, played high school football with Oxford head coach Chris Cutcliffe. When he and I were in college, he told me Chris is the smartest football mind he has ever been around. Well, and you look at his last name, you've got to assume that he knows a little bit what he's talking about. For sure. Uh, I, I don't want to say Chris has been disrespected, but I think, you know, it's just like cutting your teeth in any coaching aspect. You know, they want the young guy to earn his stripes a little bit. Well, I think Chris has more than done that. I mean, he's he's got Oxford rolling. Impressive win last week over um, over Northwest Rankin, 43-7, to running clock in the fourth quarter of a 6A game between two teams at one double. I mean, it's crazy. But they've got weapons galore. I think eight or nine different people touch the ball offensively for them, like, you know, gain yards. Yeah, that's pretty uh, balanced. And that's that's insane. And uh, Jared Redding called in to us and said, uh, J.J. Pegues didn't even find the end zone. Yeah. So if your, your best player doesn't find the end zone and you score 43 and almost pitch a shutout, you, I think you're serious. Now, on the other side of the coin – you got Starkville coming off an upset, and there was some stuff in that game that we saw on Twitter that was apparently pretty questionable, right? As far as the calls and like, uh, I, there was one that said that they let they allowed Brandon to advance a muff punt, <laughs> which you you can't you can't do in the it's NFL. Against the rules you and can't all do the levels of football. Um, but uh, you know, you think about that and the final outcome of the game. Yeah. You know, it could have easily be, we could easily not be talking about this and just assuming Starkville's going to steamroll Oxford, but I don't see that being the case. Uh, Starkville's one of those, and this, you'll love this, Brian. There's always so many schools that uh, we talk about that, oh, well, they've always got athletes. Well, you don't ever say it about Starkville because they're one of the largest schools in the state, but if anybody always has athletes, it's Starkville. Uh, you know, and I, the, a pretty dang good signal caller, Junior Luke Altmeyer. I think he's already got several SEC offers. Yeah, Ole Miss for sure has offered. Um, yeah, and then, you know, you've got with Pegues on the on, – on Oxford, you know, he's 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 got several offers. Uh I don't know how to call this one, Brian. I'm just gonna really say don't. I think it's gonna be played in the forties. Both I teams, do too. Both I do teams too. in the forties. I really do too. I think and, it's gonna be know, a fun game to watch and you're gonna get your money's worth if you pay to go to the game. Yes. And I, I'm I think this game is at, is it at Starville? Yeah, it's at Starville. It's at Starville. That's yeah. right. It was in Oxford last year. So yeah. this one will be one to circle. I think if there's any unpredictability of all the finals that we've got uh of the f- five games we wanted to preview this one's probably the most unpredictable. Yeah, so. absolutely. But I am gonna. I'm gonna I got to Brian. Do I, f- I want somebody. I want to call out somebody that loses and actually. I want to call a loser. Right. And they actually win, and I want somebody to be like, "Hey, man," because that's fun. Those are always fun, fun calls because you can actually get the get the rundown. But I'm gonna say Starkville wins, forty-one thirty-eight. Okay, that's my call. Okay, forty-one thirty-eight. I like that. People of Oxford, uh, if you're going down <laughs> to the game in Starkville and you decide to go through. Uh, Canyon City, Eupora, and come in through Starville that way. Do yourself a favor. Go into the original Obies. Do that. And uh, people if of Oxford, if you're going through uh, West Point, through that way, where do you need? Where do they need to go, Matt? They need to go to Anthony's. Anthony's, it's exactly. I, I, I knew it's you would say that. Absolutely. So you're, you're you're a winner either way. But if you're going through yes. West Point, go go to Anthony's. And if you're going the other way, not going through there, make sure you go eat at, uh, at the original Obies. You like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, Matt, give us a quick rundown of the, the other area games. So these are the games in our area, just top to bottom. Uh, we got Aberdeen at Caledonia. That ought to be a fun one. You know, yeah. Aberdeen's twenty six zero win over Oklahoma. I think Caledonia lost twenty one eight to New Hope. Caledonia knows how to party. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, Alcorn Central at Middleton, Tennessee. Uh, Ashland at Holly Springs. Of course, we already talked Man, about the Man, if that was a b-ball game, though. Oh, my Lord. 
Maybe more people at the basketball game than they are at the football game. Nah, it'll be a good game. It'll but be, it will be. That's a, that's a developing local rivalry. 100%. That's what you're is. Um, Baldwin at Boonville. Yeah, it's going to go. A little underrated game right here. Bruce at Vardaman. That'll be kind of fun. So, yeah, that'll be a prideful game there. Uh, Calhoun Academy at Hebron Christian. Eight man. East Union at Myrtle. Ooh. That'll be fun. That'll be kind of fun. They need, right a, they need a. They need a. Uh, that's got to be a name. Yeah, that game's got to get it. Of course, it's the first year that that game's actually. They'll figure that because out because I'm on Myrtle side. But yeah, they'll. That game will happen every year, no matter what. Uh, Hatley at Smithville. That'll be a fun that'll one. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Houston at Calhoun City. We talked <laughs> about. That's you know you, you're not used to seeing. 3A versus 2A, you see in 4A versus 2A, but that's that's two che- teams that got a chance to go get a ball this year. Y'all go so. eat at that fish house out in the middle of nowhere outside Cone City. Can't remember oh, the name yeah, of it, but neither. that was a good that time. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay-Z George at Hamilton. Uh, Lafayette at South Haven. Okay. That'll be an interesting yeah, game. Yeah, South Haven's got uh, Ole Miss commit Khalil Benson. Yep. Yeah, Ed, uh, yeah the Eddie and then Stevenson. Lafayette, yeah. of course, led by Randy Anderson yeah. at quarterback. You yeah. know, that, that's going to be a good yeah. game. Uh, Mantachi at Thrasher. Uh Interesting to see how Mantachi plays, you know, coming off a win last week. If they win two in a row, that's a winning streak. That is a winning streak. Uh, Marshall Academy at Macon Road Baptist. Uh, McNary Central, Tennessee at Tish County. I actually look for Tish to bounce back in that game. Me too. Uh, I think they had a couple kids that were injured against TCPS the other night. I think they'll play hard that game, come out with a win. Uh, Morville at Nettleton. That'll be a good game. That will be. That'll be a good game. I think, you know, Morville played uh, Bruce. Yeah, 127-6 uh, maybe. That's right. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, yeah, Nettleton played Bruce, and then Morville lost to Boomble. So that's right, yeah. that'll be a little bit more level playing field in that game both yeah. ways around. Here's a game that we didn't talk about that's going to be really good. New Albany at Itawamba. Oh, yeah. Man, that that could be um, – you know, Itawamba I think is going to be in the thick of the things for the division for 2-4A, and then I think New Albany is probably obviously a little shade behind Corinth, uh, but definitely got a, a chance to get the stronghold yeah, in that Big win seat. in the Unicup, 40-7. to Coach yes. Doublefield squad. Uh, and Itawamba coming off a big win over Amory, 48-26. Yeah. So, there's, there's going to be some points in that game, That's going to be a fun game. Absolutely. Uh, New Hope at Shannon. Uh, I want to say, I think Shannon bounces back. Me too. It's it's hard to keep a Daryl Carter team down. Don't go 0-2 in the hole. Uh, here's a, This is a game we probably could have mentioned too. North Pontotoc at Water Valley. Ooh. Um, North Pontotoc obviously breaking in a lot of new faces. Came away with a 7-6 to win over Saltillo. You know, they've been playing that oh, that North Pontotoc-Saltillo series for a long time. A long time. I like that. And, you know, and I think that it's really facetious to think, well, you know, Saltillo wasn't very good last year. They're getting better. So, that, yeah. I think that win's going to look a lot yeah. better at the end of the year than it does right now. Absolutely. That ought to be a good game. Uh, you know, at Water Valley, obviously, big win over Ripley, 14-13. I think that both of those will be, you know, that'll be a really, really good ball game to watch. Of course, we mentioned Oxford at Stroudville already and Pontotoc at Cenotopia. Uh, Potts Camp at Byers. That's a little local kind of rivalry mm-hmm. game. Uh, Ripley at Kosuit is going to be another really, really good game. It's fairly mm-hmm. local. Um, both teams, uh, Ripley coming off loss, Kosuit coming off a win. Could easily see both of them one and one at the end of that one. Uh, Saltillo at Amory. That's games been played a couple years in a row. Shaw at East Webster. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. You'll like this. South Pontotoc at Belmont. Mm. That'll be. That'll be. A, I think that'll be a good. I think they were maybe division opponents last. They year. used to be. Yeah. And and so that, that's good. That that'll be a competitive that football game. game. That will. Uh, Stratville Academy at French Camp. TCPS at Oak Hill Academy. I look for Sean Holiday's guys to go to two and in, in a resounding way. Just I, I really it. think so. Yeah, I for really sure. They were red hot the other night mm-hmm. when I watched them. Uh, Tupelo and Corinth obviously going to be great. We already talked about that. Walnut at Faulkner rivalry game. That is mm-hmm. that's going to be a good one. Uh, and then of course uh, West Point at Louisville, and then open our Biggersville and Oklahoma. So good games this week, especially in week two this early. Man, super super excited. Absolutely. Well, man, I tell you what, uh, we're going to try to get a call into Gore. Yes, and, uh, we'll, yes. We'll, we'll see where the heck he's at. No doubt. But uh, between now and then, man, look forward to seeing you Friday night. Dude, going to be so much fun. we got to go eat. 
Oh, we yeah. got to find a get. Let's find a local game, and we'll. Of course, we'll talk about it on the score show where we we want to start doing that. Yeah, so. for sure. We'll find still fish house Friday. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see we'll hear you uh, see nine thirty. 9.30 Friday night uh, on 97.5 on Miss 98. You can tune in, get Brian, myself, and Adam. Uh, we'll have some fun. Call us. Yeah, we would love it. And shout out to Dotson for all he does for us. My man. All right, look, man, That I, I give up. Maybe maybe, maybe you guys just didn't want me on the podcast. I don't know. You know, I was going to talk about the Calhoun City and Houston game coming up this week and how that's kind of become a big rivalry over the years, even though Calhoun City is a much smaller school. Houston, probably the favorite this year, but I think this game's going to be a little bit better than people are thinking. Uh, you know, I look for Houston to come away with the win, but Calhoun City, uh, if there's ever a moral, moral victory, I think Calhoun City will pick one up and uh, have a pretty good showing. It's a really, really good Houston squad. So this could be one of the top games of the night to keep an eye on, just to see how it turns out, and then also just see how these teams go from there. So, uh so, yeah, I would really like to kind of allude to that a little bit more on the podcast, but uh, you ain't answering your phone. Call me back.